Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. And you're not prepared. You. I am fucking prepared. Hannah. You didn't see the cable order, in front of the order, camera. Order. And you thought it was a shadow. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Jimone, it, Jesus, it's so, I, I feel weird now if I have my headphones on and oh, you yeah, don't have your headphones. Maybe we don't have our headphones on. Yeah, let's not have the headphones. Let's not have the headphones. Are you, you can hear everything, Jack. Let those two guys. Yeah, you wear, you wear your headphones. Yeah. Actually, do you, do, you, do you want to introduce us, Jack? They're probably listening to something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, but uh, you won't hear it. But uh, I might listen because because sometimes uh-huh. he plays little. Okay. Sometimes play go on, go on, Jack. So, are we, are we taking the headphones? I don't fucking know. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to, and that's why we're not together. Starring David McSavage and Hannah Andrews with special guest Jim Owen. Wow, thank you so much, Jim Owen, for joining us. I haven't seen you in 10 years. You're a very good person. I love you. Uh, okay, awkward. And thank you to my sons, Jack and Daniel, my princes. Someday this kingdom will be yours. Um, Jesus, God, I... I it might it, be more than 10 years. Y- yeah. Who knows? COVID happened. I don't know. Yeah. I did Victor Street. I, I, used to, I used to do this thing where I'd catch up with people after shows. And then I decided it was too full on, so I just ended up doing shows and leave. Too full on to can't do a show, right? And meet people afterwards because you're all you're all yeah. out of your mind a bit meet, after a show. Meet and disappoint, as I would call it. I think the be- <laughs> <laughs> I think the best thing after a show is just to have somebody hold you and just yeah. gently rock you back and forth or something. Sean Locke, God rest him, he was the one that said, no, I never catch up with anyone. And I went, freaking, that's like probably a good idea. Yeah. Because you're trying to meet people at another time, but after a show, is you're just, you're no crack. You're, you're spent. You're done. Uh, um, uh, can you hear Jim Owen's microphone perfectly, Jack Daniel? Even uh, at that distance? Yeah, yeah, you might want to put it just... 
You might want to put it just a bit closer to your But Sorry, I just want to let everybody know. Um, Jimone is, uh, uh, I first met you, uh, I'd say, Jesus, it could have been 97 or 98 mm-hmm. in Edinburgh. And um, sorry, my cat is roaming around the place now and she's she's getting all horny. Anyway, I'm distracted. But like I was just starting off. Uh-huh. And um, don't let the cat out. I love, go, I love go, a cat. Yeah, yeah. OK, sorry. I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. The cat fucked the whole thing up. But uh-huh. you look, I was starting off and uh, I didn't I, I wasn't aware of the amount of work required to get yourself to be a, a good comedian. I just wanted what guys that were at your level had. And I'd sort of try to ingratiate myself with people. I looked what an act. an act and I tried to ingratiate myself with, with people who had and uh, most of the people were very kind of like fuck off and dismissive but you were very friendly and you were very supportive and so I'll always uh, I always remember that oh good so, uh, so that's why like it's I- in particular it's fucking amazing to have you here that's number one I'm going to shower you with uh, did I not now. meet you in Melbourne first no, I don't think it, it, it could have. It could have been. It could have been. It could have been uh, Melbourne to uh, town. Oh, oh no, might I might have seen Cook Bar. Yeah, I, that's right. You were playing in, we the, in, the, in the Melbourne Town Hall. Yeah. Um, and then we hung out quite a bit in Edinburgh. Yes. Y- yes. Um, but I'm just saying <laughs> that you were very, you were very good and supportive to me, and also you gave me. Uh, my first big support gig, which was in um, the th- th- uh, the Olympia. Yes. And God knows how how long ago that well, was. There was one in Belfast as well, the Opera House. I mean, to go up and do Belfast. Oh Jesus, yeah. Come and then yeah. yeah, and then you were saying to me that's how you ended up doing the RTE show, the late late after that. Yes. Where I probably died terribly, but it, but I was aware of you way back in 1999 when me and Hannah went to Sydney, Australia, where Jack was born huh? in 1999, correct, Jack? In the Prince of Wales Hospital? Yes, Prince of Wales Hotel <laughs> in Epstein Island. And, um, conceived. <laughs> conceived. <laughs> and uh, I saw uh, your, I went to see independently, I didn't know you at the time, but I went to see The Crack, oh, that right. film. Uh-huh. And I thought it was fantastic. Um, so, so that, that's yeah, that go, that's going good. back. Was it in the cinemas? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was in. I think it was in. I went to see it either in Sydney or Melbourne. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, I was aware of you. Um, I'm surprised you kept sober for two hours. Oh well, I was drinking. Were you drinking heavily? Oh God, I was a raging alcoholic. I stopped drinking uh, 2003, uh-huh. and then I had a, a wee slip in 2014. Uh-huh. <laughs> for how long? For about eight months, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then just the accumulation of just you know, I mean, at the best of times, I'm not right in the head, but you know, just the drinking and just getting into all kinds of scrapes, burning bridges, saying the wrong thing, hooking up with. <laughs> He's playing a sound effect, going. But I, I just think, uh, you know, uh, instead of talking about yourself, maybe I, you should be saying. Uh, I am. I want to. Jim Owen credits and. I say am saying Jim Owen credits. Some, you know, I literally how want many to, things he done I, because I, I literally, look you up and he's, it's a, so many okay, things. Okay, I, I know it all. Because okay, I'm literally when okay. I when well, I, I first talked about him because I find I can't I don't like people. Okay, I know he doesn't like it. Well, it, no, but well, no. well, uh, genuinely, like I mean, there's people that have been on our show, uh, 
Uh, but I was when I first saw Jamon, I looked up to him and I was a big fan. I know. And, I re- and, and it's funny, I, I never remember jokes and I'm not going to fucking start telling your jokes back to you. You're twice the height of me. You can't. Tw- what? You're twice the height of me. You couldn't be looking up at me. So, 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 but no, there's one particular joke uh, that, I, well, there's loads of them, but, but there, there was that amazing joke when I first saw it and you're on stage and it has physical movement in it and it's a joke, that idea of the moth seeing the moon and flying to the moon and then kind of like tiring out, but then bravely continue. I mean, I'm not going to do the joke justice, but, you know, that's always stuck. I can't even do the joke justice. But that's... <laughs> What do you mean? What do you mean? What, what do you mean? Oh yeah, yeah. It's Be- It's a do, fucking. It's a fucking beautiful. It's hard to do any joke without an audience, and in the right, context no, no. of uh, being on stage to do it justice. And people like <laughs> if people say, "What does he do?" And then they tell you the joke, and they go, "I don't really want to go and see that. That doesn't sound very funny." Yeah. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I'm, I met these people. This kid, he goes, "I went to a clowning school, and they would show videos of your stand-up." Uh, as uh, a classic example of how to do clowning and i was like wow i've never really thought that that's what i was a kind of yeah. more a physical clown but because you're not doing it like the way you've been taught people have been taught to do physical clown stuff but you just naturally maybe it's because you've got a strong accent you end up uh, mm. i have facial expressions i think come from the fact that i lived in the uk lived in london for four years and people would just look at you blankly Unless you really sold what it was you were saying, or physically acted it out. But it, but it definitely elevates and brings that joke uh, to another level. I think it's because I think when jokes or stories get really good, you, you visualise and you can just see that fucking moth yeah, yeah. trying to head towards the moon but I don't and like, tiring out. I don't like someone who's been to clown school or that you know yeah yeah oh, all that movement thing that people do. <laughs> I can very quickly tune out to that. But mm. if I see someone who's obviously just naturally physical person, then uh, and another, a lot I, of stand-ups yeah. are very, like, freaking straight up and down. They don't move. They don't move. Um, and they stay in front of the microphone and they're just like, and they go, wow, you really move around. You go, well, that's kind of what I do. You know? that's, and there was another mm. joke that had a similar, I'm not going to keep on telling, I'm just going to mention one or two more maybe. But there was another one that was a great one. And it was something like the words. Oh, no, the, that's right. There was a word in a dictionary that yeah. never is pronounced. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just all lonely. What do words do when they're not being where, read? You know, <laughs> and this is just so suddenly you've created this world where words are alive and just hoping that they will be pronounced. Or, and so it, it, it was... Um, and then when they're getting read, it'd be like a Mexican wave. Yeah, yeah, that's see right. the other words being read. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking... And you did this on stage, and you can... It just... It, you just see this. It's a fucking... It's a fucking... It's a fucking classic. But there's loads of... There's loads of ones like that. And you, the, the, spin, the, the washing machine thing you used to do about a spin dryer. Fucking genius. Genius. Yeah, Ge- Hannah. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, like I, I was just saying that Jimo is like, I don't know, it's a compliment. Maybe it's uh, it not. A compliment. <laughs> yeah, because I always, I always say that you like it, uh, you know, Australian or European uh, Seinfeld. You know, I'm you, a European Seinfeld. Yeah, you know, like uh, Eastern Bloc, Eastern Bloc Seinfeld. <laughs> no, do you know, before she came, Hannah said, she, he's like the. 
that's not the right microphone. <laughs> sorry, sorry. He, he said, he said, he's like the uh, Australian Seinfeld, and he, he doesn't do jokes about blowjobs and uh, women cry, tears crying, and all that. Yeah, you know, do you have like any blowjob this? jokes? No. <laughs> so, so she was right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do this joke about my mum, my wife telling me off for breaking things. You know, when she like you break a cup. And then they tell you where they got that from. Like Auntie Joan bought us that cup for her wedding. And then so I've been doing it back to her going, my mother gave you that vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> That's been in our family for generations. Oh, is that? No. <laughs> So that's as close. That's as close as. That's as close. That's as close to filth. Yeah. You love the yeah, filth, don't you? That's Anna? what I'm saying. I, 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 it's so actually, clean I, and, and uh, so gentle. I told you it wouldn't take that abuse. <laughs> and you've chipped your teeth. Oh no. <laughs> um, oh no, for him. Yeah, yeah. Oh no. And it's funny. And then there's a, there's another joke uh, that I think it's funny. Maybe because I was in that where I was just beginning and seeing somebody who is so uh, finely tuned or match fit. And there's, there's loads of jokes that actually pop into my head at certain situations. Another one is uh, that joke where <laughs> you you go over to the corner of a room somewhere and you fart and you're in a social situation. And then somebody walks towards you and then you're saying, don't be fucking coming over here. <laughs> and then he does he does uh, he, he does the way you know, the way you try and walk away from the fart, <laughs> but the fart follows, follows you. And, and it, so all these all these great, great fucking uh, <laughs> Yeah, pieces it's like a cloak didn't it so yeah yeah and then when you stop it's got momentum and goes past you and, and uh, sorry and I'm aware that to be doing this to you to, to, to telling people the jokes they fucking do for right. fu and as if as if he doesn't know no, he wrote the fucking things of course he knows how funny they are well, Hannah maybe I'm just like a fan yes it's for the folks at home oh thanks yeah. Jack yeah <laughs> but also I've, that's a long lots of my jokes I've forgotten and um, I'm, I'm doing like kind of a new show but it's not really it's like really old jokes mm. again and sometimes I can't remember the joke and they go oh yeah I'll do that yeah yeah um, that's a fucking that's a killer I, uh, yeah and every time I every time I fart I think of that j joke <laughs> a lot yeah you know? <laughs> Um, so also you did a TV series uh, back in 19 or maybe 2000 called it was a Jim Owen and there was a very famous actor in it who, who, Jim Owen? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Who went? Sorry, there was oh, an actor yeah, in who went know, on who did. Rachel who, Griffiths was in it. Yeah. And uh, was she was in uh, Muriel's wedding. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And uh, but yeah, she was just a fantastic, fantastic film. Time. And also, and then I picked up because we were in Edinburgh and that won the award for the best film, and they were totally not expecting it. And they said, Does it, and they knew that I knew her, so they said, would you pick up the award on their behalf? So I went into this room and they said, can you like kind of dress up a bit? <laughs> and I thought it was in a room like this size. Uh, I thought, oh, do they stand up over there? Uh, I was thinking, do they walk in to do a gig and you're often thinking, right, well, we're doing standing in that corner. Oh, God, let's do this place. Oh, they'll probably just present. Anyway, okay, you ready? Oh, yeah. And then we walked into this theatre, <laughs> 2,000 people oh, in tuxedos. And I'm going, what? And uh, I could present it to the award on their behalf. You, d you didn't have to s make a speech or anything. No, just thanks. Uh, thanks very much on behalf of. Yeah, Rachel. I said something quite funny actually. <laughs> uh, you'll probably never see me again. <laughs> and they'll probably never see the award. <laughs> I'm just gonna head to the back door. But yeah, that was uh, that was. Um, oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. The, the actor uh, that was in Chopper. 
Yeah, yeah, Eric Banner, yeah. He was also in your TV well, series. No, he wasn't. But he oh, was, no, he had he was a, a support act. He used to, uh, he was a stand-up comic that would be on the circuit with me at the time, and then he also often did support to me. Right. So we toured around Australia together. Yeah. Eric Banner, yeah. Well, Jesus Christ, that, that film, Chopper, uh, I, I've quoted things. Uh, I must watch it again, actually. In particular, yeah. that scene where Chopper is such a hard bastard your man's in the fucking thing and he's stabbing him and he he, th- he thinks he's just playing around with him and yeah, he gets yeah. a bit early in the morning for Kung Fu yeah. and he's fucking stabbing him. <laughs> exactly the man. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, but it was Kung Fu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Jesus. <laughs> what a crazy, crazy psychopathic, but hugely but you charming. Seen, you ever That's seen, what like, they are. Eric, you know, they... Uh, People were doing impressions of me, and it was like halls gone. Yeah, yeah. Like the worst impression yeah. you could ever hear. He could do an impression of you, and he could nail you. Where yeah. you go, oh my god, you're you're not only getting my action right, you're getting little things. And then he would do other people that you think were undoable. They're not. They don't have any personality traits that are worth. <laughs> and you know, watching someone else doing an impression is a really good way of learning for me, and I to learn how to do an impression. Yeah. What is being emphasized there? But he was great. And if you ever watch the, the remember with DVDs, he'd have these little extra things. Yeah. And mm. they had him going to meet Chopper in Tasmania and Chopper telling the story of uh, shooting a guy. Uh, I, I'm going to count one, a two, a three, four. And then you see the film and you see Eric and you go, he's nailing him. He can do that guy. He can do that persona. Yeah. But let me just go back to that. Um, well, we haven't left it. We're still there. Um, he wasn't given the role, so I think they wanted Russell Crowe or some big actor to play it, and they got money for that. And Chopper, the real Chopper Reed, he said there's a guy who's a comedian who does a character on a sketch show called Pida. And he goes, that's me. He's, that, he's doing me. That's my persona. That's Get him to audition. So he auditioned, and Chopper said, I want him. And once he said that, the financiers pulled the money out of the film. They, oh. And they didn't want to do the film. So he got given the part, and then he had to sit for a year for them to try and get the money together. This is Eric Banner who did a thing called P- P- Peter. Yeah, Peter, yeah. Yeah, his character was Peter. And it just, when you look at Peter and Chopper, they're kind of the same character. What a fucking awesome movie. Mm. Australia mm. Has, has a great film industry. There's some just, what is it about fucking Australians and their... It really, it's a, it's quite remarkable. Yeah. Although they do have a lot of films that, don't that are hit the mark, but they do like um, there is a film called Not Quite Hollywood that the main narrator for it is Quentin Tarantino, who watched Australian films, you know, and as he does, he just freaking he devours yeah. everything, yeah. Mm. and he and it's a, it's a really good thing to watch because it just shows you how nutty they were and how full on how nutty who were the Australian films where they were kind of just made from a different group made by a different group of people not quite Hollywood right oh I see right Yeah, yeah. that's why it's called not quite Hollywood so it was (laughs) Um, (coughs) excuse me yeah Eric the Mad Max films were good I remember them Mm. as a kid seeing them Um, so like folks might some people might not the three people that are fucking watching this Sorry, Jamone, did you For your do three people? You've all got two cameras each. <laughs> <laughs> did, did did you uh, was did you do stand up for the first time in Australia? Yeah. So uh, you you were, went there in eighty eight. Yep. That's right. Yeah. I went there in March, and then in November I did my first gig. 
So, um, and w- your rise to success, was it quite, w- was it very exciting? Was it like a yeah, thrill? Yeah. Could you not believe it? Was it, did yeah, you? Yeah, really bizarre. Like Bizarre. I, I did the first gig and then I was living in a flat with this guy called Bob Franklin who'd been doing stand-up for a long time, like maybe yeah. five years. Mm. And he really had his voice uh, and his subject matters were different from everyone was talking about sport or just those kind of low common denominators and he was finding stuff that was left of center and then we lived together or we lived near each other and he would say to me you should i'd be saying things to him and he goes you should say that on stage and i was thinking no they won't get that and anyway i ended up but the third time i, I wrote this routine third or fourth time I on stage it went really well and this girl nanette fox came to me and she goes i book the comedy club in Melbourne, we need supports. How long have you been doing stand-up for? And I, you know, perfect, I said, five years. That was the third time or fourth time I've been on stage. Mm-hmm. And she goes, if you can get me some reviews of some of the stuff. So Bob Franklin, he had all his reviews. So I took him to work and photocopied him and then tipexed his name <laughs> on <laughs> At that time, you could do it. Tipexed his name on. He was cool, huh? and my name over the top over the top of it <laughs> and then sent them to her as a fax and by the time you know a photocopy fax. of a fax there's mm. no way you could tell it big tipex all over two boys don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> um, and then they booked me for three weeks so that's every night for three weeks and I only had two routines which is about seven or eight minutes and I was the MC so I had to do mm. maybe about 12 to 15 minutes and from that lie I was able to get three weeks work, which led into another six weeks work, which was 10 weeks, and then another season. And by the time I came, and I'm back, I had, you know, the flying hours, to get those flying hours. So I, like if you're starting out doing stand-up, to be on stage that amount of time, it need to take you three years to, to get to that level, where I had all those flying hours at once, and, one, and it was like with a bunch of other comics, and you were understanding it, ironing out what was right, what was wrong. Well, um, some people say it takes way longer. So yeah. I, I'd say you got successful much quicker than uh, other successful comedians, I would say. Got really quick. And then there was another comic, Russell Gilbert, who was totally aware of my ignorance to comedy and the world of comedy. Like some comics, a lot of comics would watch it for years before they actually did it. I had done it before I actually watched it. I'd been on stage as a tryout just for a joke, telling jokes, you know, as in, you know, joke guy mm. walks in a bar and then watched it and was like, oh, wow, people have got their own stories. Oh, mm. oh I should watch this. And then I started writing my own stories. And then being that naive kind of in, in hindsight was a really good thing. But Russell Gilbert, he, he goes, right, you need to watch these shows. And he would put me on to these American shows we watched the Gary Shandling show. Right. And he would he'd go, like, there's a whole history of comedy and in and, and, and the UK. And I go, oh, yeah, I didn't really like that UK stuff. I never found it kind of, I thought it was all too. Mm. And then, but I was watching this other stuff and I go, wow, that's great. Mm. And uh, so did you, you know, I was thinking about Dylan Moran there. The I saw, I saw a very early clip of Dylan Moran. And Dylan, um, like, did he? I wonder. Did he, he? He seemed to land fully formed or something. You know, 
But I just wonder how much work he put into his approach. Forget about his jokes. Like, I mean, the way he does his, his style is he kind of almost starts in the middle of a story, just sort of rambles. But it's all, it's all really perfectly right. written. It's quite virtuoso or something. Um, I mean, did you, put, did you really study y- your character and who you are, Jim Owen? By the way, yeah, the, or, or, or uh, you know, after a the, lot of the thoughts that were a lot of the, the material that I ended up doing were thoughts that I had as a child, thoughts that I had, and I like I would have these thoughts a lot, and then think, where is there a platform for that, or who could like if I even discussed that with people, that wouldn't be part of the conversation. Why are you even mentioning mm-hmm. these things? But I did have those thoughts, so I lots of lots of routines that I had. Uh, I I had them as thoughts beforehand. Mm. I remember mm. meeting Dylan before he won the Perry, and I remember meeting Dylan as a, as a trial, and I think he was quite young and naive, mm. uh, and he probably did the same thing, just tuned into it really because I loved it as an art form. I just thought, wow, this is because I never like. Well, I, he does he does elevate like um, when I, when I saw I saw Dylan maybe a year ago or something, and he was really on form. And the feeling I got was, Jesus, I didn't think you could do that with comedy. It was it, it, like, let's say comedy, what we do, it's it's an instrument. And, yeah. and you know, most, and me included, I'm kind of just doing that bit and then slightly connected to that bit. But the overarching sort of, like with a Stuart Lee, he kind of has a character on stage and he has a point of view and he's, I don't really have that. Um, yeah. well, it's great when you see somebody takes it sideways. Yeah. And because you see so much of it, mm. that's the only bit that really entertains you now is the bit you go, oh, wow. Yeah. And you're kind of envious. It kind of annoys me. I like, look at him. <laughs> take it somewhere I was, didn't think about it. I get kind of jealous. Yeah. People often say, who's your favourite comedian? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> favourite That's right. No, it's so true. Uh, you know. By the way, can I just say Jim Owen, the name Jim Owen, it fucks with my head a little bit. Yeah. Do other? Does it fuck with other people's head? Do you I know? Think so, yeah, and what, what, what? I think because, people think Owen's my surname. Yeah, because it, it's like it's like Jim and then Owen. Yeah, it was James Owen. James Owen was, was well, actually James Stephen Owen is on my birth certificate. But that's I was like always, your second name, Stephen. Yeah. David Stephen. Yeah. David Stephen what? Uh, oh. uh, David Stephen Andrews. I mean, that's my original oh, birth right. name. Uh, but my father was a big disappointment to me, so I changed my name. <laughs> <laughs> but gee, I was always called Jim Owen at school. And I was always called Jim Owen by my family. Yeah. And Jim Owen. I, for some reason, Jim Owen, when I say Jim Owen. My sister's Lucy Marie. Right. The Pope was John Paul. John Paul. So double barrel names were big. Jim Owen. But there's no hyphen. It's all no. one. So what were you just saying before I interrupted? I apologise so desperately. That stuck that together. That was not really. Mm. I just wrote it as one. What, what were we just saying before we we, uh, we got yeah, into Yeah, I can't it. remember. <laughs> we need to rewind. Um, you, but you know you are, you are born the same year. You're, you, like, 66. 66, yes. yeah. When were you born? Uh, 5th of February. Well, we're both Aquarians. There's not much in it. What, 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 what um, uh, date were you born? 24th of January. Yeah, oh, so it's the same Feb- star February. sign. Yeah, you're, we're Aquarians. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, queers. Individuals. Mm. Is that what Aquarians is? Yeah, yeah, they're very individualistic. They just don't. Yeah. Right. But anyway, what are you? I'm um, I'm Aries. Aries. What yeah. is that? When? 
Oh, that's March twenty-second. Very confrontational. <laughs> yeah, but my my ascendant is Leo as well, so I'm like fire. Fire. I have, yeah. yeah. I have very. I've always uh, tried to learn the star signs. Freaking covered in now. Look at this. Oh shit! Here, do you want it? No, don't worry. Tissue. Hannah. Uh, no, there's only tissue from the. Camp. Do you know what they talk about generations like X, Y? Oh yeah, I'm of the generation. I can't remember what generation they're from. Yeah, you X, you Generation X. You are. Am I? Yeah, we all Generation X. All right. What happened to A, B, and C then? <laughs> Why did they start at X? There is no. There's baby boomers. What, what, who are they? For, for, for uh, are they uh, post-war? Before, yeah, the bef- before uh, Generation X, there's baby boomers. Well, then why generation they, X, why I don't are know. they dealing in words like baby boomers and then they've well, gone like to letters X? Mm. And who's doing this anyway? Who's giving out these names? Oh, I don't know. What? You know the day the, the deeper. It's funny stage. the way it's funny the way the movement. They want to fuck with us, our brains. Hannah, language. language. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I love that scene in um is it is it Goodfellas or Casino where it's um Martin Scorsese's mother. Yeah. And uh, there's all these gangsters and you go and and this guy curses. And he and he and she goes language, yeah, and, yeah. and it's, it's Scorsese's mother. And then he curses, curses another time, and she goes again. <laughs> and, and it's just, I could watch that uh, uh, a lot. Who might actually be a Scorsese's mother? Oh, it is. It is his yeah, mom. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, he he uses his mom. I think he used her in Goodfellas when yeah, yeah. when they're sitting at, at the, the table. table. And they've got the guy in the boot. And I, and he he's a he's a such a fascinating interviewee. I, you know, he's got so much passion and he knows everything and yeah. it's all, he's fin- he knows everything about uh, cinema. Have Scor- you seen that one on the Rolling Stones he did? I did. It, was, it wasn't Rolling Thunder. I haven't seen no, it. No. I think curious. I might have or I didn't. I'm jet lagged. You know I arrived, I know you do. No. I arrived in a plane from Australia this morning. This morning? Well, actually, half one. Jesus, you're so fucking sound to do this uh, to me. me yeah, well, I'm going to try and stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> Not, did not, you not sleep on the? Not, uh, did you not sleep? Did you not sleep on the plane? I did. Of course you did. Yeah. But it's. But I'm in economy. But I had three seats to myself. Such. Oh luxury. Oh, and I didn't really like. I had one seat aisle, and you can never really get your head. You know, yeah. like you're always got. And I said, "Can I get a window seat?" Um, and so she moved me to a window seat. And I checked it online. There was no window seats. So she gave me one. I thought, oh, there's going to be one at the back of the plane. So I go on the back of the plane. And then I'm doing it before. And I looked up and they go, uh, can non-people that are part of the plane leave the plane? Uh, and I look, I'm freaking, I'm on my own. I'm, oh, my God. I've got two seats. Oh, that's like, that's such a gift. That's better and than business class. Because it is, yeah. Did you, you go business? No. Oh, no. No, economy. And are you over- I never go business. Are you over-visiting family as well? That's the main reason you're- I'm doing shows here. I know, but- yeah. That's you, his family. Audience. <laughs> the audience. The audience. <laughs> but are you, will you be visiting your mom and dad? No, they're passing Oh, sorry, uh, Jimon. I didn't- Don't I, mention <laughs> going along, I'm going to go to a funeral. Like, I'm, going to, I'm going to a funeral Saturday. I just got told another uncle, the last yeah. of my uncles, last of the Mahigans, is uh, is passed away. So in Port, o- Port Owen, Port 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 Stewart, Port Stewart. Sorry, Port Owen. He, Port Jim he's Owen. from Tyrone, and uh, my family, both sides of my family, are from Tyrone. Yeah. So that'll be a, a good way of catching up with everyone to see. Um, you know, it's sad in his passing. I think he had a good full life. But yeah, I'll be calling in to see everybody. I'll go to a funeral. 
Um, so you're 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 performing in Vicker Street, are you, are you down in Galway. I'm doing Galway, yeah. You're yeah. there in Galway too, aren't you? Are you doing the festival? Uh-huh. How long are you over here for? I mean, in, for six in weeks. But I'm doing the fest, and then I'm going to the UK for oh. three weeks. So okay. I'm doing here, I've got kind of a couple of days off. I'm going to do Vicker Street. I'm doing Derry, doing <coughs> Belfast, doing Belfast at the very end. Will I see you down in Galway? Hopefully, well, I'm there on the Tuesday and the Wednesday. Oh yeah, she's I'll probably. Well, hopefully, I'll be down there at yeah, that yeah. time. I was looking and we the can schedule. we can hang out and go to a nightclub as older men, <laughs> yeah. old men. Hey there, girls. I think you have a girlfriend, so I don't think you should go to a nightclub. She'd be very angry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Have a girlfriend, I, I Hannah. As if it's a weird, bad thing, you know. Just no, it's okay. No, I'm just very happy for you. Needs. Hey, look. I'm not like needs are being met. I know. By both uh, parties. Exactly. You know, I'm doing, but uh, you're my main, the queen. I've got my rights. <laughs> got my rights? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, and you're uh, the age range. You've got four children and from what age to what age? Uh, they're from 22 to 11. Ah, Jesus. Mm. And, and you're living in Melbourne? Mm. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful city, my God. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice city. It's so beautiful, isn't it? It's a long way away. That's really problem. It is. Couldn't a, be any further. It's one of the. It's one. <laughs> couldn't be any further. Um, if you were to dig a hole, <laughs> you'd come out. That's you know if you were to freaking dig a hole straight down. That'd be it. Um, uh, uh, like um, it's apparently one of the most livable cities in the yeah, world. Yeah. That Vancouver. That, yeah. that in Vancouver, right? Apparently, yeah. They just had the grand final, which was just amazing. They've got this beautiful cauldron of a of a, a stadium. Uh, that holds a hundred thousand people and it's in the centre of the city. Where's this? The MCG. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. What does that stand for? Melbourne Ma- Cricket. Oh Madison Melbourne Melbourne Cricket Ground. Melbourne Cricket Ground. And MSG. Yeah, which MCG. is where so the the game developed what we're gonna do with cricket grounds during the winter and they came up with this game based very close to Gaelic. Mm. Uh, except it was for the rugby ball. And uh, a lot of Irish guys are out there playing it now. Are you very, do you feel, like, what is, what, when you're Australian? Yes. What, what, does, is this when a stupid, Do I call myself Australian? No, does, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to you, being an Australian? Is that a stupid question, Jack? No, but are you Australian? There's no do stupid question. Do you feel question. Australian or? That nationality thing's kind of weird. Okay, because it's not, is it more of an, okay. It's a weird thing, no, I don't really, it's just quite an interesting time in Australia because they've got a referendum, uh, which are all always good fun referendums and about what well this is it it's, it's <laughs> for to have the indigenous people of australia the uh, the first oh. nation the aboriginal Just. people to have a voice uh, in the constitution but at you, the moment yeah. uh, the the constitution and the government decides their fate so they the government will step in and take care of every or we'll take care of go right we're now in control of you and they, they should feel give they, they, they the should land be, back to no, them they're not even asking for that they're saying i know no just, they're they're just, just asking for right. some some sort of sense of awareness or well they say run I'm something a human past being. us just run past yeah. an idea past us if you've got an idea run it past us that's all it is mm. and i don't think it'll get through i i mm. i feel that the polls say that it's not going to get through which is kind of tragic 
But you know what? When we were in Australia, there was uh, it was year two thousand. Where was the big march over the uh, Sydney, uh, Sydney Bridge yeah. in the protest um, against the government for uh, Abor- Aboriginal people? Yes. You, you remember well, in the way two thousand? Might have been Australia Day, which is the twenty sixth of January, which they celebrate as Australia Day, but. Australian uh, Indigenous people don't see it as a day of celebration. No, but no. there was like a protest. There was a protest. Yeah, they always protest. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. It was right. a big, big march. Oh, this is a big thing. I remember. Well, anyway, because they I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. culture doesn't really marry with the Western culture. No. Yeah, the, so so that's the difficulty. Yeah. So how to integrate and how to work yeah, you out? Like you don't know any of them. Like mm. they're totally. Uh, like I did a show with an indigenous guy, Sean Cobra, uh, who's at stand up, mm. uh, and then through him I would sort of get a doorway into that community. But if it wasn't for him, you don't see them. Like you know, the fact that we humans, you know, as uh, as indigenous Australians, the way they lived. Uh, and the way they could survive in that very harsh environment. I mean, we'd be dead in a fucking wouldn't, two days. Wouldn't they wouldn't be you? one of oh, the I oldest civilization? <laughs> I can't find stuff in the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> what, can you, can you t- is there anything that, that would blow our minds in terms of indigenous, how, how they live or, you know, things that we wouldn't survive but they can handle? Or the, I suppose the, the ability to... Well, just that finding water would be a primal thing to them. They would prioritise that. And right. I've seen this thing where there would be a rock and there would be a hole and it would have just markings on it and that would let them know that there's a, there, in this direction you will find water. Right. Yeah. The, the because that sunshine in that country, it's the only place I ever got fucking, um, what do you call it, when you get when sun, the, sun, sunstroke. sunstroke. Yeah. It's insane. I heard this about the people. So there's many different, it's the size of Europe. So there's, it, it, there's many different languages, uh, all linked. You mean indigenous languages? Indigenous language, languages, right, many different languages. But in Weepa, at the very top of far north Queensland, that peninsula, which is deep forest, they don't have left and right they would have your north shoulder and your south shoulder yeah. or your so west or directions. east. But, but, yeah, but, but because at any given yeah. moment in time, right. they would know yeah. what direction they're pointing. Yeah. Brilliant. So they were always aware of, so, 
So, which I think is kind of funny, but that's that's. But 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 but. No, but ask anyone nowadays where it's north, south, east, west, they would be lost. They would. Yeah. But that's know. what I mean. You know, you think you're really intelligent. You think you can figure things out. Uh, and then you see indigenous people in our thing not being able to handle it. But then you put us in their situation and we'd be gone in a few seconds. Where is north, by the way? <laughs> uh, I think this way. <laughs> that way, that way, somewhere that way. How do you know? Because well, that's the north there, side. Does there. you go north? North yeah. side. That's the north side. <laughs> that's the north side of Dublin. Yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. For we on the south side of Dublin. Yeah, exactly. So it's easy. So in the northern hemisphere, the so I try and tell my wife that she's no more. She goes, Catherine. It keeps changing. Why would it keeps changing? I go, yes, it doesn't keep changing. It always stays in the same place. You keep changing. She keeps yeah, thinking it changes. Oh. oh. But, but you know, if you go far enough north, you just end up south anyway, so. Yes. Yeah. And they talk about the Far East in Australia, which is the near west. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, we also say Far East. Everyone says the Far East, but I'm going, what's the near west? It's going to. Hmm. I'm very confused. I don't know what the because fuck's going on. Because Australia, the location of Australia, it's actually to the east of the Far East, isn't it, really? Like, it's it, yeah, south yeah. and east. It's <coughs> further east than the Far East. Yeah, like, Papua yeah. New Guinea is, like, kind of on the, like, northeast. And then you go further west, and you got, like, Thailand and Indonesia. When Hannah came over to Australia, she was five months pregnant. Uh, I think I was seven. And I, th- and, and we, you wouldn't have let you on a plane. <laughs> oh, they did. And listen, I just, I, I, I'm just like surprised now how I didn't give birth on the plane. Well, anyway, uh, so because I thought that if Hannah gives birth in Australia, then we, it's like the United States, we'll be eligible for Australian. But it didn't work like that. I should have, should have thought about that. <laughs> no, you didn't before. even. They, check they, it. Did, they didn't have the internet back then, so <laughs> it was hard to. Or they did, but not, not as accessible. I think we could have got. Stay. We could have stayed there, but I was too drinking too much. Mm. Jesus. Uh, how long have we been uh, recording, son? Uh, Thirty-eight minutes. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, my favorite part like of the longer. show, Jimon. Uh, every no, this is this yes, no, it doesn't. No, yeah, absolutely. No. You're going to fall on your sword <laughs> for the every every uh, show. Hannah does one minute of stand-up, and we call it, and that's why we're not laughing. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Hannah Andrews with, and that's why we're not laughing. Put your headphones oh, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think friends are very important and I love my friends. But you know, some of them are extremely annoying. So, you know, I've got this one who is just really, you know, nurturing, loving. But whenever we go to countryside or hiking, she starts talking about beauty and pointing out things every three seconds. And I'm just like, woman, I've got eyes too. I can see everything as you do. But she keeps on saying and saying over and over. And she's like an assassin. She kills my enjoyment. (laughs) (laughs) That was, and that's why we're... You didn't even get the walk-off music. You managed to finish. Yeah, it was brilliant. That's pretty good. Well done, Hannah. Well, maybe it was, it was shorter it. than a minute. <laughs> Look, you're stealing your material. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well done. And to, to uh, do it in front of Jim Owen, that yeah, took uh, it courage. Was, uh, but, uh, you know, Jim Owen inspired me because I listened uh, to, you know, several your jokes. And, I, you know, everybody say, where is the punchline? But I like your storytelling, you know? Yeah. And the way, you know, and I think it's all about delivery. It's not, it, it is about punchline. <laughs> 
but a lot of time it's like how you deliver it uh, how, you, the, you journey. Know. Hannah, the journey Hannah, Hannah's got successful one show and now she's uh, like got a master class on comedy yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah. right she, done one, like, she knows I it all I remember <laughs> you know I, you know I've seen your joke about the French people and talking with eyebrows you know like it was so <laughs> funny you know, and it was just so but gentle. Yeah, no, but Jim- you can Jimon say it's is about uh, nothing, but it's about everything. I, I saw that. Uh, I was watching uh, on YouTube one of your performances. I think it was on Michael, um, Michael McIntyre's uh, yeah. comedy roadshow. And as you were saying with the eyebrows, it's very yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and everyone. And I did, saw that one morning. I was lying asleep and I went, oh, that could be. I thought some really good jokes lying, waking up. Waking right, up was a really yeah, yeah, nice yeah. frame of mind. Uh I don't know what it is, but you're not kind of, it just sort of, uh, and you go, ooh, I'll write that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so good because uh, if there's ever like a lull in the comedy or something, you can just move your eyebrows and people just start laughing again. Oh, <laughs> and Jesus Christ, one of the, and, and sorry, I, I'm fully aware, like, because when people start coming up to me and telling me, well, it's okay, listen, but but anyway, I, no, do you know something? I'm not going to do it anymore because it's too annoying. No, I like it. No, no, but you know, when, when oh, you start... You, you wanted to No, when you start Jimo. telling comedians what you think is funny, of course they know it's funny because they fucking wrote it, they come up with it, and that's their job. They don't need you to tell them what they already fucking know. And it's got... But I'm just Can't saying, be. I'm impressed. Well, I, I, it, it just reminded me, because those little moments of lulls, and they happen, and it's natural, and there's a rhythm to a show, and... Be, People, people love that. Like they, they get, it's it's weird, you know. They 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 want to get out of their head and they laugh, 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 and then it's like, <sighs> girls and they, do and they, the and wind then down laugh. What girls do the wind down laugh? The, ah, <laughs> <laughs> ah, <laughs> and it's almost like you know that sense where the audience is like, they're okay. Oh oh, we're here again. We're here in this place take us out take us back up and so in those moments of well you do this place where you where you you, you walk it's so gentle it's so lovely it's so likable where you, you go uh Imagine you're like exceptionally funny the whole I could, you couldn't no but where you go to the part of the show or you go to the part of the stage and you stop yeah funniest part of the stage that's jesus the christ the, it's so good what that's what the guy was telling me oh to that i mean come on how could you glasses. i mean this is this is like i mean you know, like going to the, you know, oh, it's so good, Jamon. I think that happened on stage too. Bastard, actually bastard that Bad, you came up with that yeah. one. You know, no, honestly, because that's fucked up. That annoys me when I, I see other people I wish, stand up. Oh, jeez. Oh, something, you've been thinking something for years and you didn't say it. Why didn't I? Yeah, right. That was right in front of me. Right in front of me, yeah. Mm. That one. That's so good. It's like, it reminds me of those, you know, you know the way they say these surfers. And they say, and this is, uh, you know, whatever his name is, and look how relaxed and laid back he's on the fucking surfing board, and he's almost like going for a little stroll down the shops. And that's what that joke is. It's that good that it's it's so outrageously simple, and yet so nobody. It, it, the fact that it, it's just, it's it's wonderful. Right Thank you. Staring us in the face. Staring, like, staring me right in the face all my life. It's Jim Owen stole it from me. Yeah. It's like, yeah, for, yeah for, people say that. Songwriters say. That. 
had a very song. I didn't write that song. God wrote that. Song. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. God wrote the joke. Okay, you've lost the fucking plot, mate. Everything is in the joke. Everything is in Akashic Records. Everything already done. You just need to, ch- <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, bring it up. And well, I do remember it. Ross Noble saying that he 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 gets into a dream state sometimes. Although yes. although a lot of Ross's stuff, he you see, he does it. He, it's re- re- repeating. But there is some stuff that he yeah, does yeah. that is just like yeah. wow, incredible. Uh, when I saw when him early flow, on, when people write or whenever you get that feeling of uh, when you're in the pocket, yeah, yeah, and you yeah. just you're just there. It's a wonderful feeling. Or sometimes when I, like I wrote these jokes. I was after uh, lockdown and COVID, and I wrote the I wrote, sat and wrote this route like loads of jokes. I hated doing, and they were good jokes. But I would always remember where I was when I wrote them, and because I was in such bad form. Every time I got to those jokes, I'm going, fucking hate this joke. And then one day I realized, no, that's a good joke. It's just because I'm remembering it, mm. remembering where I was. Whereas sometimes when you come up with a good joke and you're in a good, and it's an an organic thing, like you're the first person to hear it. You're the, like you literally go, ha, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that down. But it's kind of, that's, that's when it's a really natural thing. As opposed to trying to, like, oh, it's funny where I was, it's funny. Like, mm. Doing that can drive me nuts. Yeah, what what's the when what's wh- happening in Dublin at the minute? Because I've got this gig coming up uh, next week. What, what's well, the uh, you had shit? you the big thing was uh, there was this big shipment of cocaine <gasps> that came uh, off the coast on a tanker off the coast of Cork, and so apparently this this big tanker floats from country to country, and then individual cartels from all these separate countries buy trawlers and go up to the tanker and take off packages. But anyway, <laughs> the Irish fucking like- ship. <laughs> Uh, uh, like hit 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 a sand ba- hit a sandbank, and oh. so they had to be rescued. And then it was anyway. So what so. so but did they already have they they? <laughs> what? Were they on the way to the trawler? They might have been the on the way back, back or on the way. They, they shipwrecked onto a sandbank, and they got rescued. And anyway, there were apparently two tons of cocaine were on board. Uh, one for each nostril. <laughs> one for each nostril. <laughs> Uh, Jesus Christ! But because it's an epidemic, apparently, like this place is riddled. Young people, and if uh, you better, you see, this is the problem. Because these, yeah. Well, I'll say it again, Hannah. Okay. Because I, you know, have you seen okay. my show? Um, uh, no, but it's just I worry about, and I'm sure you do about your kids. Like, oh, the, you know, they scored cocaine, but they don't know what they're getting. You never know what's in. Fentanyl. You never know what fentanyl. Fuck me. So, so you, it's almost like we need to sort of legalize it or something, so hey, that at listen, least we know what it is that they're taking. Because they're going to take it anyway. What do you we're think? We're talking about drugs. I remember she when does. We she were, does. She microdoses this one. Uh, listen, right. when we when we were in Did Australia you ever for the first time, I've seen people uh, sniffing uh, glue. Glue. Oh, no, no, yeah, so yeah, I, saw, I know what you've got. Oh, there sorry. Was, there was like a uh, epidemic in, in Melbourne. In I saw Sydney. that, yeah, they spray they spray oh. uh, these aerosol cans into in plastic, plastic bags. Bag. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Never seen in my life. But actually, on my way back from the gym, second session, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Is the muscles <laughs> growing? No, but listen, on my way back, the saddest oh, thing. <laughs> the saddest thing you'll ever see a father. Pushing the pram, healthy little baby, and he's you know like fucked off his head on heroin. Mm. The wife, you know, the girlfriend, ten ten paces behind, you know, ah, oh yeah, it's just so sad. Mm. So heroin to make that and cocaine. But, yeah. but 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 like you know what's going on? That child needs they can, to be rescued. They can do um, a sample of the sewerage system, 
and tell you how much cocaine has been used. Uh, and they also can tell you, so in London, they can tell you what suburbs are using it. And it's, you know, as the guy said, it's, a, you know, it's really gone through the roof from when they started testing it, you know, 10, 20 times what it used to be. Is it like that in mm. Australia? Uh, not as bad, maybe. Maybe not as bad. It's ridiculously expensive. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it is expensive. You know, it's getting, it's getting like way too expensive. In Poland, yeah. they use amphetamine. Yeah, yeah. And then they, and, four hundred dollars like a, a well, gram. And of course, in the know? <laughs> that's a lot. Like, but but you got a guy that does a bit cheaper, don't yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> but shit, more. <laughs> um, but but and then in London, of course, you have this knife knife crime carry on. Jesus Christ! I mean, what happened to a good fist fight? What are you carrying around knives for? Can you imagine? And and by the way, knife. If you haven't noticed, it's very intimate. It's not like you have to get close to the person. Look, look at that. Put it in there, and you just stand in there. The fuck? That's crazy. Knife. Yeah. Police should walk around with metal detectors. Just one of those. Yeah, I think they do actually. Do they? Yeah, probably. I'm sure they. Do. I'm sure I've seen them do that. I know with the wand. No, that's the airport. Yeah, that's like what is security. The that's security. The they have. I've seen them with wands. Underco- ah. Undercover police just wanding people at the wand. But it's cr- you probably watch Austin Power or something. I've seen her with a wand. No, you watch Austin Power. <laughs> Hey boys, <laughs> where are you heading off to tonight? But no, I, I've, and I've seen, I've seen there was three kids there recently in a spa shop across the road, actually. And, and one guy, you know, these little metal uh, bowls that you, 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 you bake things in. They're just thin little metal bowls. So three of them, they're like three horsemen of the fucking apocalypse. And it's just all like, this. oh, 14, 15. And he just opens up a bowl of cornflakes and gets some milk and he's just walking on the like this and then the, the, the young well, men need to eat. the young men from some other part they're, they're just looking at these guys and they're looking at me and I'm going it's like a fucking horror movie but these are COVID babies these are COVID children but they yeah. have no what yeah. kind of homes do they live in well honey? at least they're outside you know no, but they're, yeah, they're, they're so neglected. Little baby, or are they growing up? No, they're fourteen, but I'm saying they're COVID kids. I think COVID. Fourteen. That's only two thousand and nineteen. <laughs> yeah. Be three. No, because they grow uh, during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> they no, grow they're super fast. Oh, yeah, they, oh, yeah. So they're no, no, no. Through. No, I'm j- sorry. What I'm trying to say is that I think there's a generation, like a COVID generation, that they, they, they have no, they had no parenting or something. I don't know, but I, I've never seen behavior like this right just like you know and then so was, he, then, so then, then his mate the jack his, his mate was eating like he just emptied like noodles and he, and he, he just uh, looking at me big noodles did, hanging he, did he buy it or what i don't fucking know <laughs> like i just in himself. my head i'm just thinking some some lad was in this fire shop and he's just started pouring cereal and I, milk I, into I th- a bowl yeah i think he did i think that's yeah. what happened i've actually got a video of it i'll show yeah, it yeah. i'm afraid to play it because that says like uh you know just a silly prank that kids do when they're young, though. Yeah. As a matter of interest, uh, livestock. Oh, I think the world's gone mad. It's yeah. like uh, it is. It's gone mad. Apocalyptic. It is apocalypse. But when you were fourteen or fifteen, no, you were I... doing silly things as well, weren't you? Like, yeah, you, know, you were very violent. We, like, like me and my friends, we used to run around hotels. We Jesus used to do Christ. hotel hopping when we were like ten or eleven what? or twelve. Yeah, you jump around, run around. Ho- David, don't look at me as if you weren't a menace uh, when uh, you were growing Jack, up. Jack, like, you can. Do you want? Do you want to confess? The, I don't want to the spa. No, if you don't want to, you don't need to confess about. Oh, did he? Oh, when I when I got caught uh, nicking a, a can of Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was funny. Some, uh, yeah. And and did somebody catch you? Yeah, yeah. No, because uh, we used to we used to all go to this shop and we were all you know we're like thirteen and you're like stealing. And stuff. they from conlets, you know, privileged school, fee paying and yeah. But every every kid does it. Like you're nicking yeah. stuff from shops and everything, and then uh, nick something from a shop. 
off and then uh, I was down the street and uh, I just feel like yanked on my hood and this big Chinese guy like burly guy he's he's got me around the neck and he's oh, literally dra- <laughs> dragging me up the hole of the street no, and, uh, it's not fine and uh, i was like it's i was like stolen things get your hands there. off my boy my boy <laughs> i've abandoned my boy you did abandon okay your boy. i was trying to square my way and he was like no you did you did wrong and he like chucked me into the there will be blood there will be blood <laughs> he chucked me into the into the shop and uh, he was saying, you're going to get expelled from school. And I was thinking, oh, Jesus, no, no. And then he was like, "What's it? write down your mother's phone number. So he called Hannah. And, uh, Do you he remember was, Hannah? He was actually a really nice guy, though. He was just uh, wanted to scare me a bit because he was like, uh, I see those kids in the shop sometimes. Don't want them to be yeah, a bad guy. Yeah, you have guy. to teach them a lesson. And Hannah was, uh, I thought I was going to get a bollocking. Like, I was scared. And then I go in the car and Hannah told me that she actually got caught stealing when she oh. was my age. And it was, I didn't steal again, though, after that. Oh, you yeah. see? That was the last No, it is it is true, though. You know, you need a bit, especially lads, like, you need a bit of... Uh, Rough like and a wake-up well, call. Here, Mario, my son was two, or we were quite young, and we were, we all caught up at that time. We were all quite small at the time. Um, oh, in Leeson Street. That's right. You did. In the come hotel, on. we're freaking. Oh. I was at Naomi's room, came back, and the doors open at the hotel. Mario's in a call, and I was where's my phone? Where? Where's my? Uh, Catherine, where's your wallet? So I was trying to wake her up, and she going, "I just, we've been robbed." And she goes, oh. And then in the morning, uh, I had to go and do publicity and I saw her coming down the street. She goes, where'd you put my wallet? Where'd you put my phone? I go, I told you last time we'd been robbed in the hotel. She goes, oh. And all she could think about was she had her ass sticking out the side of the bed. They must have just been... You know what I mean? Oh, no. So yeah, we got robbed in the freaking nice hotel. Uh, and did, jury, were, no. did, did they did they, they did fuck all they were really oh maybe we can move you to another room right? oh what the fuck they didn't surely they would have some uh, I don't know I don't know they would have to insurance they said they, oh, and then one of the guys there's, there's a lot of that around here oh for fuck's sake generally oh, it's I, sad I, that, the, that the, you know yeah. there's so much Knives, knives are the worst. Oh, really, Christ. As, a, as a father, to you, you hear so, the doors, you go, geez, people carrying knives. It was too easy to just to scan them. Right, you're carrying a knife, you're arrested. Should be, uh, you shouldn't be out carrying a knife, full stop. Oh, no. It's a, but the fact that it's called, called knife culture, you know what I mean? Can you talk a bit about your culture? Yeah. <laughs> a, a lot, you know, a lot of knife, good straight edge. You just get, get it right in there, you know what I mean? It's like a penetrative, you get close, it's very intimate. Uh, Generation. Oh, I just have a question culture. for Dojimon. Because, you know, like, uh, you spend uh, COVID in Australia. Yeah, most lockdown just, city in the world. Yeah, and, uh, like, how was it? You know, it like, people, people were put in, uh, you know, camps, COVID mm. camps. What? Yeah, people were shifted. Melbourne, we had the strictest lockdown and like, uh, ever. Didn't you go and protest? I mean, no. isn't it crazy <laughs> what, you, what was happening? Like? No, they did. They were quite, uh, quite obedient. They were. Well, quite, what's uh, happening to people? They n- nothing really happened to people, but you know, they, they, no, they because just, well, they went along with it. Everybody went along with it mm. because Shocking. you, you like Australia is an island, isolated on one side of the world. <laughs> so we didn't have any cases. So the, that first wave, which is which was probably the worst wave, the, uh, where people were dying, they were trying to stop that coming into the country. Mm. And then as a result of that, but you couldn't move, and it was just kind of... like crazy. I sometimes stopped myself and go, what? Remember that? 
remember that? That was the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. But you know, uh, but like, what was beautiful? Uh, well, if you can call it beautiful about it, that it didn't affect children, which I thought was amazing. But you know, like the mortality didn't affect children, but they called them spreaders. Oh Jesus! Okay. <laughs> You know, that, that's what killed me about COVID was all this crack, you know, all the, the, all, 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 these, all, the, no or all the anti-vaxxers like and the vaxxers and the Jesus. Just, just give me every drug. I'll go along with everything. Oh, my God. Sorry, I didn't mean that. Oh, this please. It's just like a lack of character. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> hey, uh, Daniel, uh, here we have the part of the, we're coming up to the end of the show, Jamon. Uh, the open the cage trivia about Nicolas Cage. Nothing trivial about Nicolas Cage. Daniel is obsessed. Yes, so this week. This week. Yes. Nicholas Cage news. Uh, yeah, um, Nicholas Cage actually likes to be referred to not as an actor, but as a thespian. <laughs> Did we do that before? No. I don't know. No, okay, I, don't I can't think remember. So. He likes to be called a thespian. Yeah, he likes no. to be called a thespian. Yeah, and uh, his reasoning is, I see acting as storytelling, and what it is is trying to get the truth of a character. And the first actor in Europe was someone called Thespis, and what happened there in Greece was that he broke free from the chorus. So like the narrators and started narrating and started telling a story truthfully. So to me, acting is trying to find the truth of a story. You know. And what does thespian mean in English or something? Well, yeah. it's yeah. That's it comes from a Greek guy who oh, called. Thespian. I just said it like. Oh, what was his name? David. Thespis. There's an art of listening, <laughs> active listening. It's a part of acting as well. Yes, listen. Where does lesbian come? Lesbos. Yeah, it is funny. Like, where does the word lesbian come from? Or, you know. Just look yeah. it up. But also, uh, uh, you know, talking about lesbians, words. gay. It was funny because I was. Like a chair. Like, how's a chair? The chair. Comedy. Just listen. And there's an influx of, like, lesbian, gay comedians, transgender, like. Fantastic. Tons as mm. ever. And so, what do you think about that? I think it's great. The more, the merrier. Mm. <laughs> do you like gay comedy? Well, I mean, their their comedy is no different to anybody else's. I know, comedy. but uh, you know, they obviously talk. Oh yeah, and I what I saw on the internet. So uh, there's, there's what a do you guy, think of their comedy? But, but wait, listen, I tell you, there's a guy listening to a female stand up, and he says, second day uh, listening to female stand up, not laughing. I just wonder when I will start. Yes, but it's nothing to do with the fact that the person is a female. It's because yeah, that person isn't funny. I mean, it's not, you no, know, you're, no, whether you're funny just, or not, it just, doesn't... They're just trying to it, be funny. Oh, I see. Maybe it's to do with the fact that a lot of people that are from those groups are looking for a platform where yeah. they can feel included and they need some sort of platform to stand on and just say, can I do... Because in the real world, they don't feel included. So in that world, maybe they feel included. I bought a pen the other day and my wife goes, let me try it. You know the way you try a pen and she's writing LBTQ because she can't remember LGBTQ. So she goes, every time I get a pen, I write it down. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, what are you writing? She goes, yeah, L, why don't you know? L-G-B-T-Q-I-A plus. Is that yeah, what it yeah, is? Some, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, which does, which somebody you know, said we call them acronym. alphabet people. What's that, Hannah? Alphabet not enough files. People. <laughs> <laughs> not enough files. <laughs> if you could make it into an acronym, then it would be so much easier Oh, right, oh, you mean, uh, right, I yeah, got yeah, you, yeah. The, the Brady Bunch. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I would just say alphabet people. Could be the alphabet people. Yeah. yeah. 
LGBT. No, but it must be amazing. I often think it must be amazing to be gay because you know the way like you so I know what it's like to be attracted to a woman and you see a woman and you're so into her face and her lips and your hair and her cheek. It's, it's so being gay like with with guys must be amazing. But you know, and guy, I assume gay guys like it's easier to hook up. I would imagine because guys are just like but kind I, of very. I tell you about the biggest trend now that men men write msm on the web uh, of the dating site so telling women that they dating women but they msm men sex men so straight guys uh, who are men, not gay they're not gay yeah who who just having sex with another man oh but they're man. not gay they're not gay they just I, I think lie. they're confused no, they, <laughs> msm <laughs> yeah they, they they write you know MSM meaning men, sex, men, men having sex with other men. They're not gay. No. There's a very big uh, gay scene in Australia, Jimon. Do you want to talk about that? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Sydney. (laughs) Sydney. They have Mardi Gras. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big festival, which I happen to realise recently is uh, Pancake Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. So Pancake Tuesday is also Mardi Gras. Right. Which comes to that feast of debauchery. Mardi Gras, is which is French Indian? for Mar, Mar- no, no, Mardi Gras. It's like a hippie sort of free love. Jack, conspiracy corner. I, th- I thought we were talking about Mardi Gras right Mardi now. Mardi Gras. Is, <laughs> uh, uh, like, well, I don't know what the word means, but it, Fat Tuesday, isn't it? Fat, it, no, fat well, grease, tu- grease well, gras. It, 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 Mardi Gras is, is is the pancake Tuesday. Oh right, yes, yes, but yes. They're not pancakes, they're. <laughs> I. Everything else, everything else but pancakes. <laughs> Jack, what's your conspiracy? Fat Tuesday, French Fat Tuesday, Je- festive day celebrating France on Shrove Tuesday. She's an old, like mm. you know, at the end of end of end of uh, autumn. You would have mm. eating all this. I'd love a I'd love a pancake now. Mm. <laughs> what you thinking? Isn't it? Yeah, you have. Yeah. Is your Ju- blood sugar going down? Is it hilarious, Jack? <laughs> what about? Uh, uh, are you insulin resistant? What about um, getting some date? I know we're going to do it just quickly. Uh, conspiracy corner, quickly. Yeah, very simple one today. Uh, everyone's favorite Australian Kylie Minogue. There is a conspiracy that <laughs> if you slow down her music, she sounds exactly like Rick Astley. So maybe they're the same person. Okay, oh, you know, and uh, very small uh, uh, person, Kylie well, Minogue. Her first. Song He's not too was tall either. Just by the same guy. Yes. Yes, uh, yeah. His name is uh, Stock Aitken Waterman. Yeah, Who is a big, uh, he, he loves trains. He collects uh, locomotives, or, uh, Waterman or Stock or Aitken, one of those guys. But anyway, yes, so that's the conspiracy, is it? And he, he actually wrote uh, Feed the World uh, for Band-Aid. Who uh, did? Yeah, that, that guy who wrote for Kylie Minogue yeah. and... Uh, Rick what's your, what's your, oh yes, and you were friendly with the guy who wrote. Um, uh, for, for I know com- Kylie. I, no, know, I know all the Minogue. I know the the mum. How the dad, do you know the them? Dog. They kind of live near me. I know Danny, Brendan. I know them all. Why didn't you introduce us to the? Do you do you live in like the Hollywood Hills of, no. of Melbourne? Yeah, where do you live in <laughs> Melbourne? I got an Indian takeaway, and then <laughs> we were getting the food, and after we came out, uh, Kylie Minogue's. Uh, father he's talking to me in through the window of the car and I'm chatting to him and then we drove off and I said to Rosemary Dora I go that oh by the way that's Kylie Minogue's father 
What the ending? <laughs> <laughs> um, also, you, you, you're mates uh, with uh, the guy who who uh, sang Men at Work. Yeah, What's Colin. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. So he, I think, has he done gigs with you or something, or is he? Uh, well, we, I did gigs with him, and then we were in Edinburgh together, and he was in the flat next door to me. This is 1993. Okay. So he was in one flat, and I was in the next. But flat. He would have been at the height of his. I was or, just at the end oh, was of, it? Of, of that. Men at work. And, uh, yeah, he was just coming out of, like, trying to stop drinking. And, oh. Yeah, they were all this big band. But anyway, we've re- remained friends ever since. Mm. Some oh, the, what, the, some great songs. That Men at Work, like, if they kept that Do you know traject- that song, uh, Overkill, by Colin Hay? Yes. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. a great song. That's, yeah, yeah. that's brilliant. I love that song. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful, isn't it? It's such a weird... Not like your classic... Pop song yeah, yeah, it's, it's really nice. Yeah. Beautiful song. I think about the I did a with and then I was doing it. It's a made-up story, and then this girl in the audience texted Russell Crowe, and then Russell got that's a made-up story. I know Jamone, and it, was, it wasn't a very flattering story. And I'm going friggin' then what would you do that for? Now he's gonna be full of me up or tracking me down, going what the fuck you said? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, uh, do you do you know um, Russell Crowe? Yeah, yeah, you know a lot of these Australian people. Yeah, I be before he was a big actor. Right. Yeah. What's the famous line, Jack? There was once a dream of Rome. <laughs> <laughs> there was once a dream of Rome. There was once know, I'm gladiator. The, I'm the father. Yeah. 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 Father to a murdered son. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Husband to a murdered wife. <laughs> and I shall have my vengeance in this world or the next. <laughs> Fuck. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, it's that, yeah. brilliant. That's that's like a hundred percent dead on. <laughs> well, do you know what I was listening to on the plane, watching the plane, friggin' ter- uh, Transformers, and it's friggin' the big the big one, the truck. Yeah, that's Liam Neeson. Oh yeah, is it? Yeah, I was. Well, uh, I am coming for you. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus, that's friggin'. <laughs> What a, what, a, what, a, what a great what a great actor um, Liam Neeson in um, Schindler's List. Don't want to bring down the atmosphere. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, course, what, what about Taken? <laughs> if you remember I Taken, you. I will come in for you. <laughs> I will, I find, will find, you find you and your family. <laughs> I'm I you will find you. I will find you and I will kill you. Fa- what? what uh, as a phone book. What? What? What's your? Uh, Jimon, you remember I did that character? What's your favourite movie? Movie. What's your, do you have a favourite movie? Movie. Uh, at the minute, I don't know. I remember years ago being blown away by that the um, the Dead Zone, Stephen King film that um, um, that guy that everyone does an impression of. Oh, oh. Oh, Christopher Walken. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah, that's, well, you got that. Yeah, uh, Christopher Walken in this movie called The Dead Zone, based on uh, yeah a Stephen King film, and that was and and Charlie uh, Charlie Sheen is the the, uh, the the president in the film. Um, can I just say thank you? I, I mean, super appreciate you being here and making the time, considering you just landed in uh, Dublin. I would have popped around and I know I, I, that's why you did contact me but either way and also if any uh, uh, you have to see Jimon that's it you yes. go to his website all the tour dates are on it fucking masterclass brilliant lovely person and very likable and and, and safe uh, <laughs> no, I would say in a sense, you know, you 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 won't be exposed. No, but to uh, sexual uh, uh, abusive. Maybe <laughs> 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 
that's nice thank you, uh, you, you you should put that on your next like uh, tour um, advertisement <laughs> no, you won't no, be yeah, exposed yeah. to so sexual abuse and stuff like that because it's so rare oh it's Jesus really, Christ it is rare that people don't use sexuality in their uh, you know in their comedy it's really rare um, uh, okay and uh, okay Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. I love you, and uh, well, Jimon, and thanks for being so super, uh, supportive to me when I was starting off, and it meant an awful lot. And it's a great, uh, it's great to have you here, L- Jimon. Everyone, thank you very much. Never mind. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Daniel. Music. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.